Well, good morning. I have to apologize if you hear a waving in my voice, it's my heart and my throat. I told Brother Ronnie, I said, I got up here, I said, I'm nervous, nervous. Uh, but I'm glad to be here this morning. Um, if you have your Bibles, will you uh, flip over to the book of Matthew, Matthew chapter 6. I don't believe we'll get to look at all I'd like to look at this morning, but Matthew chapter 6, I believe is where I've been directed uh, to preach from this morning and look at. I uh, pray that you would uh, pray for Brother Jay, Pastor Wilson Zerapali, as Brother Jay's taking him around to different churches this morning. And, uh, pray, pray for them this morning for safe travels. Pray for Brother Kevin. Uh, pray for Miss Amanda. Matthew chapter 6. We'll look at several verses here. Um, we'll begin in chapter 1. I'm sorry, verse 1 of chapter 6. Verse 1 of chapter 6. It says, Take heed that you do not your alms before men to be seen of them. Otherwise you have no reward of your Father which is in heaven. Therefore, when thou dost thine alms, do not sound a trumpet before thee, as the hypocrites do in the synagogues and in the streets, that they may have glory of men. Verily I say unto you, they have their reward. But when thou dost alms, let not thy left hand know what thy right hand doth, that thine alms may be in secret, and thy father which seeth in secret himself shall reward thee openly. And when thou prayest, thou shalt not be as the hypocrites, are, for they love to pray standing in the synagogues and in the corners of the streets, that they may be seen of men. Verily I say unto you, they have their reward. But thou, when thou prayest, enter into thy closet, and when thou hast shut thy door, pray to thy Father which is in secret, and thy father which seeth in secret shall reward thee openly. But ye, but when ye pray, use not vain repetitions as the heathen do. For they think that they shall be heard of their much speaking. Be not ye therefore like unto them. For your father knoweth what things ye have need of before ye ask him. After this manner therefore pray ye, our father which art in heaven... Hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom come, thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory forever. Amen. For if ye forgive men their trespasses... Your heavenly Father will also forgive you. But if ye forgive not men their trespasses, neither will your Father forgive your trespasses. Verse 16, Moreover, when ye fast, be not as the hypocrites of a sad countenance, for they disfigure their faces, that they may appear unto men to fast. Verily I say unto you, they have their reward. But thou, when thou fast, anoint thine head and wash thy face. 
that thou appear not unto men to fast, but unto thy Father which is in secret. And thy Father which seeth in secret uh, shall reward thee openly. Um, the thought this morning, or what the text lays out plainly, uh, the instructions on giving, prayer, and fasting. Instructions given on giving, prayer, uh, and fasting. In this chapter, Christ turns his attention to these three points. Uh, I believe we'll cover the first two this morning. Um, we'll see his uh, reasoning for these instructions and some things that he deals with uh, while giving these instructions uh, in these scriptures. So number one, uh, the giving of alms. Defining the work of giving of alms. Alms is defined as giving unto the poor or mercy giving. That's what it's defined as. There are different types of giving, uh, such as our tithes or our offerings. Uh, but this is not specifically dealing with those areas. This is mainly giving, uh, dealing with the giving of alms to the poor uh, or to the needy. And this is his focus. Uh, this is uh, personal giving of ourselves to the needy. Um, and what I mean by needy, I'm not meaning someone that is a professional beggar. You know, we've, we've come across those people that you see at one point in time in life, you help them, and then three months down the road, you see them doing the same thing at the same spot, telling the same old song and story. We're to give to those that are needy. At times it can at times it can be hard to discern whether they are truly needy or not. I'd encourage you during those times, pray about it in that moment. You can be in a spirit of prayer, asking Lord, does this person need that? If you if you feel if you feel right, give that to them and trust that God's going to use that in some way. He'll use it. And one way to bring it, bring them to Christ, or give them and supply that need. Um, I, I believe I believe God would do that if you give in the right manner. Oh, to someone that's truly uh, in need, uh, that is what what alms giving is. Um, that was defining the work, doing the work. Uh, there in, in verse number two, we'll read we'll read from the beginning of the chapter. Take heed. That you do not your alms before men to be seen of them, otherwise you have no reward of your Father which is in heaven. And verse 2 says, Therefore when thou, thou dost thine alms, do not sound a trumpet before thee, as the hypocrites do in the synagogues and in the streets, that they may have glory of men. Verily I say unto you, they have their reward. Uh, notice Christ does not say if here about almsgiving. Uh, it is when we give. Uh, we should be willing and we should be ready to give uh, whenever the need arises. When God's timing is about, uh, we should be in tune with that timing. You know, in a, in a, in a split moment, we can, we can let God's timing pass us. And then that moment in life is completely gone. It's no longer there. It's that, that point in particular moment, it is gone. Um, it's, it's, it's vanished. There's no, there's no getting that opportunity back. Um, even in the Old Testament, in the Levitical laws, you can flip over to Leviticus uh, chapter 25. It tells about giving to the poor and a couple more instances. 
I'll have to flip there myself. Chapter 25 in Leviticus, verse 35, it says, And if thy brother be waxen poor and fallen in decay with thee, then thou shalt relieve him, yea, though he be a stranger or a sojourner, that he may live with thee. So we should take care of the needy and the poor, uh, even from the beginning of the Levitical laws, it's there, it's telling us to, to take care of the poor. Um, Psalms chapter 41, and I'm sure Brother Chris has read this going through the book of Psalms, if I can find it. I ought to be able to find it, it's the middle of the book. Psalms 41 and verse 1. Should have wrote these down. 41 verse 1, it says, Blessed is he that considereth the poor, the Lord will deliver him in time of trouble. So there again, reiterating, dealing and in, in, uh, taking care of the poor. Proverbs uh, chapter 14. Proverbs chapter 14. Verse 21. He that despiseth, despiseth his neighbor sinneth, but he that hath mercy on the poor, happy is he. Uh, so there's there's a few instances throughout the scripture in the Old Testament uh, telling about taking care of the poor, and here Christ is, is reiterating that, going back to that, uh, needing to take care of the poor and that almsgiving. Again, we should be willing and able to, not necessarily able to give. We may not, we may not be able to give financially. You may be able to give um, um, a verse of Scripture. You may be able to point them to Christ. Give that which is within you. Um, it's not always about the money. Uh, a, lot of, a lot of this world likes to make it about that. And um, the, more, the more that I study and the more that I read, the more times that I see in Scripture that we are to be giving. We are to be giving. You know, and it, and it causes you to wonder, you know, why, why give so much? Because God is going to take care of us. God has us in his hand anyway. And from personal experience, and my brother had to call me back to this because I just took a job a month ago at, at Walmart where I'm working. You know, I was working weekend nights. Y'all see me struggling here and sit over here like a zombie. You know, get up here, maybe leave music, you know. Uh, but thankfully I took a job that's Tuesday through Friday. I may have to work some weekends, but my biggest thing was, it was not even that, is that I was going to have to take a $6 an hour pay cut. That's what was holding me back. That's what caused me to, to slow up. My brother said, you know, you think about it. Don't you hate it when siblings do this? I mean, you just burns you up and it's your sibling anybody else could have done it brother Kevin could have told me I'd been like yeah you're right but he told me he said you know it wasn't that $6 an hour no way that was keeping you afloat he said it was God the whole time that was it I said you didn't have to do that called me back to it now I got my Sundays back I got my weekends back with my family. 
tell you, for two and a half years, I've been struggling sitting over there. I've been struggling. But God is good to us. Oh. Thank you, Lord. Giving alms. There's also a warning uh, given while giving alms or giving to the poor. There in verse 1 and 2, there in verse part of verse number 1, it says, Do not your alms before men to be seen of them. And in verse number 2, it says, Do not sound a trumpet before thee. It's a warning. Uh, publicity is a big thing now. Social media, I grew up with social media. You know, I grew up in the days of when Facebook was, was coming up. And now we've got Lord knows how many uh, outlets we got of social media. Uh, but the giving to be seen of men, these men would call attention to themselves. They would want to be seen of men. They would want to get vain glory. They would want to get praise for themselves. I see a lot of that. A lot of it's there. These these individuals are not even doing it in the name of the Lord, but they're just doing it for themselves to make videos, to get paid, to get praise, to get in the spotlight. And that's why a lot of people, and they may seem like they have good intentions, um, but if you know about anything about how videos and how people get paid making those videos, you'd be surprised at why they do those videos. It's for publicity, for stunts, to draw, draw men to them, to give themselves praise, to give themselves glory. Uh, should it be for us as well, um, we should be careful uh, how public we do uh, our giving to the poor. It also gives the warning of poverty. So the warning, warning of publicity and the warning of uh, poverty. There it says in the end of verse 1, about our giving, the last end of it, it says, Otherwise you have no reward of your Father which is in heaven. So once you do those things for that giving, you be seen of men, that is your reward. You have nothing in heaven. You have no treasure laid up for you in heaven. It's taken, it's taken away. It's, it's gone. That's it. So you're losing, you're losing treasures beyond what this world can even fathom. In heaven, so the warning of poverty. Uh, if we do our giving to be seen of men, we've gotten our reward. Um, this type of poverty, this type of—I'm sorry—this type of giving brings poverty uh, to the believer due to the treasures we lose in heaven. We've seen the warning in there, and this is the way uh, to give in our alms. Uh, after Christ's warning, he gives instructions on how we are to give. Uh, there in verses 3 through 4 of chapter 6, it says, But when thou dost alms, let not thy left hand know what thy right hand doth, that thine alms may be in secret. And thy father which seeth in secret himself shall reward thee openly. So that phrase, you know, I, that, I struggle with that. How are you supposed to? Do something over here on this side and not let the other hand know. And so that's, these are, this is a requirement, I guess, for the giving. Um, 
not to draw attention to ourselves as Christian believers. We're not to draw attention to ourselves when we do our giving. Um, again, I, I mentioned the, the social media, Facebook videos and YouTube videos and stuff like that. We shouldn't do that. We shouldn't record ourselves doing that if we're doing it for the right reasons and the way and the the intent of our heart. Uh, we should do that uh, very genuinely and very very honestly uh, when we do those things. So this left hand and right hand, the best way I can describe it, we're not supposed to give ourselves praise and glory within ourselves. We're good at doing that, you know. Man, look what I got up and done this morning. I preached at Sunday school this morning. I taught Sunday school for the Lord. Yeah, I, I, I did. I did good, you know. We're guilty of doing that. I'm guilty of doing that. And when we get over into prayer, I'll, I'll tell you some other things that I've done that I'm, not, I'm shameful of and not bragging of them. Um, but just from experiences myself that hold, that, that hold this true uh, in, in, in my life. But we see the requirements, and we, ultimately we see the rewards uh, that are given when we give the correct way. I already, I've already stated it. It says there in verse number 4, that thine alms may be in secret, and thy father which seeth in secret himself shall reward thee openly. And now let me clarify, that may not be in this life. That may not be in this life. Think of how public it's going to be once we get to heaven and everyone that is saved and redeemed is there and how public that will be. This is what he done for my name's sake. This is your treasure. Here it is. How public that, that will be our reward then. You may get something in this life. I'm not saying you won't. You may. You might. Don't bank on it. But we are to set our sights on heavenly treasures and not worldly treasures and materials. There it even, even goes in after I finished reading verse 19 and, and throughout there. Um, that was almsgiving. Now we're switching uh, to prayer. Verse number 5, it says, And when thou prayest, thou shalt not be as the hypocrites are. For they love to pray standing in the synagogues and in the corners of the streets, that they may be seen of men. Verily I say unto you, they have their reward. Uh, public prayer. These men wanted to be heard. These men wanted to be known for uh, how elegantly they spoke. Um, I've, uh, and I, this is one of them things I confess to you. I've been in a meeting before, get called on to pray. They'll be like, Brother Lynn, would you pray for us? There's some big name preachers in there that I thought highly of. And I was like, yeah, I'm finna pray. Mm-hmm. I'm finna pray right now. So I prayed, trying to, trying to be seen and heard of men, trying to impress other men. And I'm telling you, the Lord took the words out of my mouth. All I could say was in Jesus' name, amen. I, I, I promise you, I didn't get two sentences out of my mouth because I want to be heard of men. Killed the spirit right there. Public prayer. Um, he also tells us how to wait, how to pray um, during these uh, times of prayer. Verse number six, it says, But thou, I have thou circled right there, that's me. But thou, when thou prayest, enter into thy closet, and when thou hast shut thy door, 
Pray to thy Father which is in secret. I believe we can apply that in two different areas or apply that two different ways. And what I mean by that is it is good to have a physical place where you can go get alone by yourself, not disturbed. It may be going down the road to work in the morning. It may be out in the woods. It may be if you got kids sitting in the bathroom with the door shut, you know, by yourself and praying and get alone with God, have that close relationship and that close intimate prayer with our Father. Um, privately, I believe that can also be translated and applied to publicly when we are publicly praying, when we're called on to pray in in church. You and yourself, when you close your eyes, you're spiritually closing the door in your closet. You're not thinking about who's there. You're not thinking about really what's going to go on other than you praying to your heavenly father and asking him in that moment for the service, for a prayer request, whatever that may be, you spiritually closing the closet door and praying to your darling Savior, just praying intimately to him. So private prayer, um, that's the way we should <coughs> excuse me. Uh, that's the way we should uh, pray. Verse number six, but thou, when thou prayest, enter into thy closet, and when thou hast shut thy door, pray to thy father which is in secret, and thy father which seeth in secret uh, shall reward thee openly. But when ye pray, use not vain repetitions as the heathen do, for they think they shall be heard uh, of their much speaking. Uh, I believe the Roman Catholics have a prayer that they pray. They pray unto Mary. I believe uh, they, they pray that. Priests may tell them they pray that so many times. Um, and they have a pray to our Lord or our Father um, that they pray so many times. They think they're going to be heard. It's the same wrote out stamped prayer every time. Um, God's going to reject that. That's not that's not you praying unto him. That's that's just some that's just you checking a box pretty much. Uh that's what that is what that's what that's saying. Uh you you uh you uh you've done your daily prayer for the day. Um I believe we ought to pray seriously when we sit down to eat. I mean, giving thanks for what God has provided for you. Um rejection of prayer, I done got ahead of myself. Um, verse number eight, be not ye therefore like unto them for your father knoweth what things ye have need of before ye ask him. So God already knows what you should be praying. Uh, God has put that inside of you. He just wants you to repeat that back to him. He's already said it. You know, he, he knows what you, what you need. He knows exactly what you need. He knows exactly what you stand in need of. He's wanting to know if you're going to ask him for it or not. rejection of prayer if it's not sincere if it's not real it probably won't make it past the ceiling a lot of times i need those prayers to come back down and hit me on top of the head rejection of prayer and then he gives us the instructions for us how to pray instructions how to pray verse number nine after this manner therefore pray ye our father which art in heaven hallowed be thy name 
So in verse number 9, we are establishing our relationship with our Father. That is the emphasis there. We have a relationship if we are a blood-bought, born-again believer. Uh, we have that relationship. We should, we should acknowledge that relationship. Verse number 9 as well. I'll read it again. It says, Our Father which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. There is a reverence there. We have the relationship, then the reverence that we give him that he is justly due. Hallowed be thy name, that reverence uh, to his name. Continuing on, it says, Hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom come, thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. So verse number 11 there, we're thanking him for our resources. Bringing to light and mentioning those resources that he has provided for us, that he is giving unto us, uh, those resources uh, that he's given us. So our resources. Verse number 12. Verse number 12, it says, And forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. So we're asking there for repentance. Repentance. So we've seen uh, the relationship, the reverence, our resources, and repentance. We should ask for forgiveness for our sins. We are a sin-cursed creature. We are going to sin. Uh, If there's any sin to confess, you should do that. So repentance. And then verse 13 It says, and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. So there we're asking for righteousness. Lead us in the way of righteousness. Lead us in the correct path. Lead us down the path that you would have us to go. Uh, We should desire righteousness uh, for him. And then the end of verse 13 It says, and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. We go back and we give him respect again. We give him that respect. We say, for thine. It says, for thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. So those three things there at the end, we're giving him respect of that. It says, for thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory because we know he has the kingdom and we know he has the power and we should give him the glory. We should give him that respect. It says, continuing on, and I guess, I guess we, will get, we will get done if I can uh, read pretty quick says in verse 14, but if ye forgive men their trespasses, if ye forgive, for, sorry, if ye uh, forgive men their trespasses, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. But if ye forgive not men their trespasses, neither will your Father forgive your trespasses. Now going on to fasting, moreover, when ye fast, be not as the hypocrites of a sad countenance, for they disfigure their faces, that they may appear unto men to fast. Verily I say unto you, they have their reward. Fasting. I try to do a lot of 
research on this, didn't find a whole lot. Uh, but fasting, uh, bringing your, one man put it, bringing your physical body under subjection to your spiritual needs. I think it's the way he, the way he put it. Bringing, learning to bring your body or to deprive your body of nourishment uh, for your spiritual needs. Um, these men here in this, they, they, they did it for a public stunt. And the way they done it, this is just a repeat. This is literally a repeating thing in each individual instance in giving and prayer and in fasting. Uh, he warns of these mainly three things in there. But they did it for a public stunt to be seen of men, to get that praise. They have their reward. Again, they don't have riches in heaven um, like they could have. Verse number 18, and I'll, I'll make my last point. It says that thou appear not unto men to fast, but unto thy Father which is in secret. And thy Father which seeth in secret shall reward thee openly. We have a heavenly Father that knows exactly every specific detail about you and I. He knows that even the hairs of our head are even numbered. That's unfathomable to me. You know, this is our head from here up. That's a lot of hair on my face. It's a lot of hair on my head. Probably more on my face than on my head. But he knows those intimate details, and it repeats it in verse number four. You see it? That thine alms may be in secret, and thy father which seeth in secret himself shall reward thee openly. Back down to verse number, end of verse number six. It says, pray to thy father which is in secret, and thy father which seeth in secret shall reward thee openly. Back to verse number 18, there again it says, And thy father which seeth in secret shall reward thee openly. He is the secret seer. You know, nothing is secret from him. Um, so that's, that's what I have this morning. Uh, and instructions from Christ in the manner of, of, of giving, of alms, uh, of prayer, and of fasting, and might I say one more thing on the on the lines of giving? Um, I believe we can apply the giving of alms to our offerings. I know we have our missions conference coming up, and the manner that we give our offerings to our missionaries, we should be mindful. Are you writing that check? Or are you putting that hand in that missionary's pocket? Or hand for them to see you? Are you doing it for the right reasons? Are you doing it so they'll know your name when, you, when they come back around? Or so they'll come speak to you? Some serious things that I've thought about. Uh, because you can do that in the wrong manner. You know, God's going to use that money in that mission regardless. Um, but there, you have no reward in yourself. In heaven, you have no reward if you're if you're supposed to give that. Uh, if God has told you to give that, you have no reward. So be mindful of the way we give with our missions conference coming up, that we do give in the right manner and in the right spirit.
because it's easy to do those things. It's easy to get caught up in this flesh, and it's easy to do that. Any comments, questions, or criticisms? Okay, I was going to say, if we got criticisms, talk to my wife. She wrote that. Uh, but <laughs> anyway, uh, thank you for listening to me this morning. And uh, I think I got done just about in the nick of time. If there's not anything else, Brother Chris, do you mind closing some prayer?